Good morning, everyone. It is Just Malaysia here today. Welcome back to Adulting Sucks podcast. And today is going to be our special edition Mother's Day one. That's why it's just me. <laughs> so I want to start off by telling everyone happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to those that are moms currently and those that are moms to be. It is a whirlwind of a lifestyle and you will not understand it but somehow you make it through just fine weird I know so this podcast I want to just I want to be able to reflect I'm a mother now of two so I want to be able to, to reflect with you guys and um probably have some funny moments some serious moments informative moments but Overall, that's that's life in general, not even just for moms, it's for every human being. So, um, this is just the mom editions. Let's jump into it, shall we? I'm thinking back to when I first found out I was going to be a mom. I just graduated college ooh, four months ago, maybe five months ago. And, um, I'm brushing my teeth. I haven't, I hadn't felt well in like, oh gosh, mm, I want to say a solid three weeks. I hadn't really felt well. And I had bought a test. As I'm brushing my teeth, I'm letting that do its thing. And I'm just like, I don't know why I'm taking this test. Everything's fine. I'm just, I'm being paranoid, but you know, why not? You're old enough. You're able to have one. And I look at the test and it shows pregnant. My stomach dropped to my toes, y'all. Like, to my toes. And I'm just sitting there with the toothbrush in my mouth like this. Huh? What? What? So I immediately had to text Wes. It's crazy. And um, I had started a new job. So I had to wait. Um, like a trial. You have to wait. I think it's like 30 days. Once you're hired on. to um, For your benefits to kick in. So I'm just like waiting and December comes and I got an appointment scheduled and it was actually on Wes's birthday. He was turning 23. Yeah. (laughs) I had to think how old I was. He was turning 23 and it was on his birthday and I was like, I gotta go for the ultrasound. So he's going to take me and then, um, And then we were going to go to his house, his parents' house, and, you know, have his birthday shenanigans and everything with his family. And actually, no, we went to the family's Christmas party. Sorry. We went there. And so we go, we take that test. And lo and behold, by December 10th, I was already 14 weeks pregnant. When I tell you my son was in there doing nunchuck moves and karate moves which makes sense now that I think about it because he 
swears he's somebody's Ninja Turtle. And he jumps off my couch and does all these karate moves. I should have saw that coming. But (laughs) anywho, uh, yeah, a whole child was just in there kicking and punching and moving. And I was just like, that's, that's, that's in there right now. Like I'm, I'm not showing like this child is moving. This child looks big on that monitor. What is going on? It was just, it was amazing. And you know, that's when I, well, after I had him that following year in 2012 in June, I became a mom. I was like, what? I'm a, like, I'm a legit mom. I'm somebody's mom. Now, for those who listen to this podcast and you don't know me personally, it was so surprising that my dentist that I had been with since I was like nine years old, I've gone to the same dentist. I still go to him now. He was like, I'm sorry, you have a what? I was like, yeah, I know. My dentist was even surprised. Both the woman in the front and my actual dentist. They said, Malaysia, you what? You don't you don't even want kids. I said, I know. But I'm a mom. You know, I made that decision. I'm going to keep this child and stay a mom. You know, and I there was no reason not to. It was a consensual uh what's the word I'm looking for? Not agreement. <laughs> it was consensual. Um, I had a full-time job. I had benefits. I had my own car. I was in a relationship with someone that I loved so much. And it, I know it's not impossible. I can be a mom. I just, I can always envision it, but never, never thought it would come true. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. I don't know. But yeah, that's, it was just like, it's crazy, you know? And I had him, and then I was just like, I didn't want to know if it was a boy or a girl. My first child, I was like, I don't even want to know. They were like, well, we're going to get the baby shower. I don't know. I don't care. Gender neutral. You can get pink. You can get blue. If I have a girl, she's going to wear blue no matter what. If I have a boy, there'll be something pink in there. Might have a nice old pink Easter outfit one day, and you know, with the button up. It doesn't matter. They'll be wearing all colors of the rainbow. Because that's just how it is. Kids love colors. You know? So I don't care. And I'm going to teach my kid that. So I don't. Just whatever. Get greens and oranges and yellows then. Whatever floats your boat at this point. But I don't want to know. And uh, yeah. And then that day, June 7th, my doctor, he said, it's a boy. I said, whoa. I have a boy on top of it. My first child is a boy on top of this. Like, I didn't want a boy because I didn't know how to handle little boys. I didn't even know what you do. So, how my family is set up, my grandmother's kids, she has three girls. Out of those three girls and their children, there's only two boys. And the two boys are the first two grandchildren. I'm the third grandchild. So, they're both older than me. So I, I never, ever witnessed an infant boy. Like, that's it. I was the first one to have a boy. Now my, my older boy cousins, they actually have children. They have boys too. But I never got to meet them 
because they live in Georgia. So I didn't meet them at this point either. I, once again, I'm just chilling. Like, how am I going to have a boy? I don't even, I don't know how to potty train a boy. I've never changed a diaper, I don't believe, of a boy. No, because my, my godson, I never had to change his diaper. Silas was born, I think, three years. He was turning three that year that my year was born. He was going to turn three in October, I believe. And my goddaughter, Kaylee, who's older than Silas, she's five years older than Silas. It's a girl. You know what I mean? I changed her diapers. It's a girl. So I was like, what am I going to do with a boy? I, I really never interacted with an infant boy where I had to care for them. I've held somebody's son before, but I never had to care for them or change them. I, I don't know. So I was just like, oh my heart, what am I going to do? On Wes's side, there are he has boy cousins that are younger than him, but I don't think he was involved in her life at that young age because, you know, to be changing a diaper or whatever. So other than that, on Wes's side, there's all girls on his, on Wes's mom's side, which they were the closer ones to them because they had like lived together and everything. So I was like, there's all girls again. Wes is always the only boy. <laughs> so it's just like, this is cra- like, it's crazy. We, I don't think we both ever interacted with a little boy. We didn't know what to do, but of course, Wes, it's an instinct. He knows what was done for him. He knows how to do that. You know, and for me, I'm sure it's an instinct, but I just was overthinking everything because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But it was a boy. And I loved, I loved, you know, my child, no matter if it was a boy or a girl. I just was like, oh no, how am I going to do this? I'm going to get peed on. This is going to be horrible. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, it was, it was all funny, scary things, not like, Like, I give up, I quit. Not like that. So, yeah, and that's when I became a mom, June 7th, 2012. And I, he'll be seven this year, guys. Which, now I'm like, I want my little baby back. And he's not a baby. You know, he's a whole kid. He's an actual kid. No longer in 6T, 5T. No, he's an actual kid. Um, Well, he's been out of, he's been out of 6T since he was five years old. So, (laughs) Oh gosh, he's already wearing eights, but it's just amazing. And I had, of course I had problems, um, not because he was a boy, um, but because, uh, I had postpartum really bad and that's, that's something else, um, I'm, I can quickly touch on, but cause it was a struggle as a mom, I'm a new mom. Um, I had been depressed before, uh, before I even, uh, met Wes in college. I was, I had been depressed. Well, before me and Wes became in a couple in college, um, I was in a, I don't know how, I was probably depressed for about a year and a half. I was in a depression really bad. Like got that letter in the mail. You don't bring up your GPA. You will lose your academic scholarship and you will go home. <laughs> like you will, or you will pay us. <laughs> so it was really bad, but, um, so that's the one time I was depressed, but now being a mom and I, I hadn't felt that depression in in years at this point, I was like, maybe it's just baby blues, but by the fourth day 
I was overwhelmed. I was screaming because I didn't know how to comfort my kid. I didn't, oh, you moms would understand that. I just felt like a failure. I was nursing. Um, I am, I was a cow for a whole year, <laughs> but uh, I was nursing and I, I couldn't get the latch. I, and I knew his, his pediatrician, the office gave us, you know, breastfeeding, um, consultations and everything. At that point, I just forgot about everything. And I just was just like, Malaysia, you have to get through this because you're a mom and this is what moms have to do. No one holds your hand. You got to figure it out. And while that's true, there are options. You know what I mean? As long as you're ready to put in the effort, it's okay to go get help. Now, if you don't want to put in the effort and you just want somebody to tell you what to do, now that's a different thing now. You can't do that. <laughs> but I, I'm such a person. Um, my, my personality was, you know, let you get over the things and get stuff done. You have to just get over it and get it done because any other way, it's not going to happen. So for me, I kept that personality and that mindset going on with my kid. But when you're a new mom, it's okay. You're going to need help. It's okay. And um, I didn't, I didn't see that at the, at that time. So I went through a depression really bad, really, really bad. Um, and I mean, as you get that, I'm on, I'm on this podcast, as you can see, I'm okay. I got through it. Um, I'm on my second child and I felt my blues. Ooh. Um, I, I don't know if this one was postpartum depression as much. But it was baby blues for sure. And I would feel it coming on. But now that I've been through it, now that I, you know, I went through the hard part with my first child. He stopped latching at like three months. And I had to pump the rest of the time until he was one. Then I had to start mixing it with formula. And I felt like a failure as a mom. You know, I went through all that stress already with my first child. I knew what it was going to be like. And I kept wondering, like, why didn't you... Why didn't someone just help you? You know, everybody was just saying, just give him a bottle. Just give him a bottle. And I was I was around the wrong crowd at that time. And I didn't just give him a bottle. I still pumped. I said, I'm still going to do my part. Whether I have to have um, assistance by formula or not, I'm still doing my part. I'm not just giving up. You know, I had that mindset at least. But I didn't have that, that sort of, um, you got this. Let's look into how we can increase your breast milk. Let's look. I didn't have that from family at all. So mine or Wes's family. So I was, I was like, well, this is how they cannot be totally right that I can't do this. That I just need to get my baby formula. You know, you go through that. So now, as I do it with my second child, I felt my my um. You can literally feel like when I tell you for me, I can literally feel the depression coming on. Like I get this trickle in the back of my neck. It's crazy. And it's just like a numbness feeling going. And I'm just like, Oh God, I feel it. I feel it coming. Like I literally can. And it hit me for a good, was that two weeks after I had her It hit me for a good two weeks. And then I, I felt it. So I knew what I had to do. I knew I had to settle down. I had to just relax, not worry about anything. Like I, I had to coach myself this time through, but because I went through it and I found out the very hard way I made it through. I'm alive. 
Yes. Um, times I didn't want to be after my first kid, but I'm alive. Um, yeah, this time I was like, I got this. I got it. You don't need no one to tell you just to give that baby a bottle. You don't need, no, no I got this. Um, I have the same confidence in myself that I did when I was younger, when I first had my first kid at 23, I had him. I have the same confidence in myself, but um, this time I'm more vocal. Before I I started to second guess my ability to be a mom because all these moms before me, you know, hit me with the, oh, it's fine. Just give him a bottle. It's not going to hurt them. They'll be fine. He needs to eat. He's hungry. And I'm like, I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. I know he's hungry. I'm trying. And it's so hard. And instead of people encouraging you and saying, well, why don't we go talk to pediatrician and see if we can increase your birth? Like, instead of someone reminding you because your mind is not currently there, it's in the part of how big of a failure you are. I didn't have that. So this time around, I was like, I got this. And I know I'm going to lose milk. I know I'm going to go down in production, but I know I'm going to bring it back up. I know I'm going to work hard. You're not going to tell me I can't do this. You're not going to convince me that I need formula. Like that was me. I'm not saying formula was bad, but I just wanted to do my part as a mom. You know what I mean? To to use what my body naturally does. I wanted to put it to use. You know what I mean? So that's what I did. And this time around, when I tell you, like I said, I have the same confidence in myself, but I feel that mindset of failure coming on now and I can stop it before I was like I don't know how to stop this and now I do I do and I love the fact that I have grown so I have the same confidence but now I'm stronger in that confidence that it's not going to take over like the failure is not going to take over so I felt baby blues for a little bit um then I went back to work two months after having my second child And I felt baby blues for about four months, (laughs) you know, but, and, you know, I'm okay now. Um, I've been good for probably a month and a half now since I went back to work in October of 2018. So I've been good. I, you know, it took, those months took a toll on me, but now I got myself good. You know what I mean? Not suicidal toll, but just like, I don't want to be anywhere, but with my kid, but you gotta work. Or you and your kid is not going to have a house or food, you know. Wes and you got to do this together. So I like buckle down, bite, you know, bite the bullet and I got to make it work. So that's what I've done. I've learned to readjust my life, readjust my mind. And being a mom, it takes you to do that. It takes sacrifice. You might not be doing everything you want to do. But at least make time to do something small that brings your, your character and personality back up. You know what I mean? So for me, it's being creative. Um, I like I like being creative. I like performing. So I'll do little things. Like I went and I took an acting class. And that's just me letting out creativity. Performing for the people in the class. We have to learn to do that. We have to learn to find balance. And I didn't do that my first time around. You know, I, I didn't find... I, I started a YouTube channel. And that became an escape with my postpartum. It it wasn't a 
a release so I could get over postpartum. It became an escape. So I would only do that and not want to spend time with my kid or nothing anymore. I just want to be me and I just don't want to talk to anybody. I want to stay in my house and I just want to watch TV and in film and watch TV and film and eat. And I didn't want to interact with any human being in the world. So that's where I was at with the first one. But this one, I'm like, no, this is going to help release frustration and I'm still going to be okay. It's, it's crazy. And for people that are first time moms, if you're going through this, I understand. Oh, trust me, girl. I understand. But you can reverse any, any negativity that you're feeling from having a baby. And it's, it will always get better as long as you're trying. That's what I wanted to say. And so, yeah, that's how I am between my first two kids. And like I said, you feel that, that postpartum coming on, if you want to call it baby blues, not too. Um, I feel like baby blues is like a few days situation. Mine is over months. So maybe it's just postpartum. I don't know, but you can reverse it. You know, I've had a completely different experience out of my two kids. And I always say my first child is the reason why I'm a mom. I love that boy so much. It's, it's, oh my gosh. I love my son so much. Like that is my road dog. That is my boy. And it's just like little things that he does. I'm like, that you, that's your mom. Like, I love it. You have so many of my traits and it's not even like, I put instilled them into you. You literally are just that by nature and that's so cool and so my first one is the reason why I'm a mom and that will never ever be taken away and my second child is confirmation that I was doing a great job it can be a mom and that's why I would say my baby girl just confirmation that you are doing amazing and here you go you can do two now you're that you're getting better and better you can do two now and my baby girl, she's just, oh, she's so interesting because she's so different from her. They look alike. They look like they should have been twins. She's so different from him. And I love it in a don't because like with him, I didn't have to really be like a mom. My kid got common sense out of nowhere. I was just like, like I would light candles and just leave them chilling on the table. He would never touch them ever. You stand up, he look at it. Oh, it looks pretty. You get down and crawl. You never try to swallow a penny. You never try to swallow batteries. All little things kids do. You never try to put things that were not food in his mouth. He just never tried to do it. Oh, with this one, she has to try everything. Okay? She wants her hands in everything. She's completely different. She's such a more curious child of what things are. It's... Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, I got to be on the alert six years apart. And I'm like, ah, I, I did it the first time. It'd be cool. I didn't really have to do too much. Like my kid got it. No, she's, she's, she's just as smart as him. She understands. She picks up things very quickly, but she's a lot more curious. I mean, a lot. And I'm like, oh, baby girl, baby girl. And she mimics a lot. She likes to mimic the dog. I wasn't ready for that job. So if the dog comes over to her, 
She'll try to lick him in the mouth. Ma'am, no, we're not doing that, okay? No, no. If he's like scratching the back of his ears, she'll like look at him and she'll start like scratching her shoulder. And I'm just like, what are you doing? If he's chewing on his bone, she has one of her toys hanging out of her mouth too. Right next to him, on all fours, I'm looking at him. I'm like, are you mocking the dog? She's very, very aware. And she picks up on how to do things, just like her brother did, very quickly. It's just that she's a lot more curious. Oh, my baby girl's so curious. I said, oh, geez. I don't know. That could be good and bad. So I hope it's more good for her than bad. For sure. (laughs) But yeah, that's, oh, my gosh. My kids, you know, they start to do things and you just be like why why like my ear don't roll around on the floor next to the dog why are you both rolling back and forth next to each other oh because we're twins mom what 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 get off the floor you know what i mean at one point my ear please don't play in the toilet why are we playing in the- get out of the toilet oh okay what the and he says it just like that, nonchalant. Like, at first, I was like, um, the sentences you never thought you'd have to say. You know? Just, I just, I wonder. And he wasn't like this before we got a dog. <laughs> but I think now that we have a dog, we got him when he was three. Uh, He was... No, we got it when he was four. We got it when he was four. And um, I just wonder. I sit here and I just like tap my head like, what? I feel like he became more free. My son became a little bit more free when we got the dog. You know, my mom, the dog's outside jumping in the mud. Like, I want to jump in the mud with the dog. Why you don't jump in the mud? You don't even like to do that. He just becomes a little bit more earthy. If you will. Uh, and then my daughter likes to mock. She's learning from the dog. Whatever he does, she likes to... I'm like, you know what, Yori? You have a bigger influence on your little human siblings than I would have ever imagined. So it's really funny. And I, I'm pretty sure I just heard my daughter let out her wail. She does this wonderful scream. And my son decides to reply back with his scream. And then she looks at him and she does her scream. And it just goes back and forth for about five minutes. And I sit here and wonder, why? But then again, if I try to make sense of it, I would, yeah, it is her. She's up. She's screaming. I just heard her again. But I do want to end with all this. For those of you that are not moms, because you haven't yet been able to have a child, For those of you who have been diagnosed that you cannot, you know, and probably look to adoption. Or for those of you that just would rather have, you know, an adoptive child. It's okay. Being a mother. I want to make sure I say this correctly. So I want, because I want everyone to retain this. Being a mother does not mean that that life has to come out of you. Being a mother is nurturing, caring, loving, supporting any child that needs you. 
And there are so many people who thought they could be moms and then they realize, I just can't do it. They let the failure, of course, in their mind, overpower their strength in themselves. And that is okay. That is a human aspect that we all have. Some of us make it through, some of us do not. That doesn't make you less of a person. That just means at that time you were not stronger in your confidence in yourself than anything else. You were not as str- you were not stronger than your failure in yourself. Hopefully that changes for you as you get older. And maybe you can adopt someone or maybe you can now bond with your child if if you can't. But there are so many kids out here that their mother either is no longer here or she had to say in her heart, I cannot do this right now. I cannot provide them with the best possible life, the best possible love. I cannot, and I know that about myself, and I'm being truthful with myself, and I need someone else to be able to do that. And if they have done that, if they have been truly real with themselves, and then you are needed as a mother in a child's life somewhere. And it is okay. It is okay. If it's not your blood, it's your love. It's the reflection of yourself that's going to come out in a child if you have to adopt. And that is okay. Okay, I have a friend. This is now her second Mother's Day. There's nothing wrong. She can totally have kids. But her and her husband said, we want to adopt first. And when I tell you the light that's in her eyes as a mom, and it's not her blood, it's the same light in my eyes. And I have blood children. She is a phenomenal phenomenal mom what doesn't matter she's an adoptive mom she's a phenomenal mom we all have that phenomenal mom in us sometimes it takes more of people outside of our body outside of who we are to point that out so we have the the encouragement to take on the role as mom since we decided to keep the child you know and for those of you that did not decide to keep the child you're no You are no less than a mother. You know you're not ready. You know, life and death happens all the time. It is going to happen. You can't stop it. So if it is something that was accidental, if it was something that was forced because it wasn't your consent, I 100% understand that. But if it's something you consented with, and you say, I'm going to go along with this. And you have the child and you realize that that's not for you. You're no less of a human at all. There is somebody out there that's going to love on that child and give them the light that you wanted to give them. But you couldn't see it in yourself yet to give it to somebody else. So you understood that and you made the responsible decision to let this child live a life with another person, with another mommy. That is okay. That is okay. All the decisions we make in our lives are based on where we currently are at. Some of us can't see five, ten years from now. Some of us can't even see the next day. I've been there. Can't even see the next day. 
How am I going to do this with a kid if I can't even see myself the next day? If I can't even want to be here, if I want to take myself away from here, how am I going to bring a kid in here and, and raise it and love it without it being a phony thing, without it being just for, just for the moment? I want it to be a lifetime thing. It's understandable. It's okay. You got this. You made the decision. So being a mom, it's a privilege. It's a responsibility. It's a feeling that no one can ever explain to you until you are a mom. If you know you're not ready to be a mom, it is okay. Because there are so many people who are not ready to be a mom that decide to take on the role and now the kids are the effect of them not being ready. The kids don't feel love. The kids just lash out they don't know what it's like to have a nurturing mother they don't know what it's like to have a person that that likes you let alone loves you so what has that what has that mother done she has just taken on the 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 status of being a mom not the actual actions to be a mom so you see what I said you can take on that role and not be ready and show that you're not ready and it's going to reflect or you can understand that you're not ready some people just get rid of the life altogether before they bring into this world some people bring the life into this world and hand it off to someone that says I'm ready I got you I can pick up this for you. I can be that love, that nurture until you have matured yourself in that manner. I can do it for you. Or I'll take on this role. And once you have matured, you may do it again. And you may give the love that you wanted to give this child, but couldn't. But at least you know it's going to be given to this child too. And a lot of a lot of people are like, well, you know, aborting a child is so horrible. That child has to leave this world whether you abort it now or they die once they get here. It it doesn't it the life is going to leave no matter what. It's your decision to understand if I bring this life into this world, will they have a good experience before their life ends again? Or before their life ends? Can I find somebody? And there's always places you, if you feel like you can't find somebody, there's resources to find somebody. I would, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm pro this and all that. I'm saying you have to understand yourself. When there's a life inside of you, you have to understand yourself. Can I give this child to the next? Will I have the support I need to get through another fight? Will I? Because if not, Some women take themselves and the child out of this world anyways because they weren't ready. Be truthful with yourself. This is Mother's Day is about being nurturing, being loving, being kind, extending that into another life younger than you. Supporting that other life younger than you. Making them the future. If you can't do that, I understand and I respect that you are aware of that 
But that's what Mother's Day is about. And to have someone like that in your life, it only reflects through the kids. And if you're a person that had a a bad childhood with your mother, and you're like, I want to do right by another child, do it. Do it. I don't care if that other child is a niece, a best friend's child, doesn't matter. Do it. Mother is more than just bringing life into this world. It is the reflection of you through the kid that is the positivity that they can bring, the love, the nurturing that they can bring into the world themselves. That's how you can see your level of motherhood. You guys are amazing. I hope you receive this podcast as such uh, an encouragement. And um, now that my child is up, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Today is literally Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day. And just all the blessings, luck, good karma in the world just wrap around you. And I hope you feel like you are a phenomenal woman. A phenomenal woman today. Bye, guys.